to the Amplifying Leadership Podcast. My name is Tara Lehman, and I'm a partner, coach, and consultant at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services, of which Amplifying Leadership is one of our divisions. We are here to support you through our guests and information on our podcasts, along with coaching, workshops, and community through our leadership services. To learn more about Amplifying Leadership and our leadership community, please feel free to visit amplifyingleadership.ca. Today, I am welcoming Pat Sullivan. Pat is a motivational speaker, author, and has been inducted into eight halls of fame. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Tara. Good to be here. So before we get started, I read the eight halls of fame, and I know that you were an athletic administrator at at one point as well. Is this uh, athletic halls of fame that you are inducted into? Almost all of them. Six or seven are athletic. Okay. And one was for uh, for our city, Joliet City, about a uh, hundred and forty thousand people, just mm-hmm. southwest of Chicago, and I was inducted into that one as well. That's amazing! Congratulations on all of those. Well, thank you very much. So I would love to hear a little bit about your leadership story um, to start our episode today. Well, I, you know, I hadn't thought about this, Tara, until (laughs) we had that down as one of the questions. Yeah. What I noted is, well, I guess it started in high school. Okay. I was president of my freshman, sophomore, and junior classes, and then president of the student council. So, mm-hmm. you know, early it, start, early start. Yes. Yeah. And uh, then when, um, when I went to college, I, oh, and I was the captain of the basketball team, mm-hmm. college captain of the baseball team. And then post-college, I began my education career at a mm-hmm. high school called Providence High School. Okay. And at, at that school, I uh, was the college counselor. So I helped all the all the students with everything they needed to get into college. And okay. then at, at one point, Tara, our school was going to be closed by the bishop. Okay. And our people went to the bishop, appealed to him, and he said, okay, we'll keep you open, but you have to fundraise X amount of money. Ah, oh, okay. So I was ended up being the leader of that, uh, mm-hmm. the fundraising. And uh, then when I when I went to the uh, to the college level, I had been the athletic director, the athletic chairman, and there I was um, in charge of 377 athletes, 60 wow. coaches, and in 14 sports. Um, and then finally, I oh the yeah the assistant to the president, and uh-huh. I was in charge of uh, admissions, mm-hmm. financial aid. In athletics. Wow. And today, and today I'm a follower. I let my I love 13 that. grandchildren lead. And I, <laughs> I love it. I love that. <laughs> well, thank you for that background. It's awesome. Sure, thank so you. you did mention that you like to speak about the relationship between attitude and leadership. And we'll come to the act. Uh, for them later, but can you help us understand 
um, what challenges can come from that relationship of attitude and leadership? Well, I, I, I always say this, that no matter what your profession, mm-hmm. effort is not enough. Okay, your yeah. Effort has to be consistent. I love that, yes. So I have found in my career, the people I admire the most, the leaders mm-hmm. that I admire the most, they were unbelievably consistent. And then I would say a second thing is, I, I, I love this expression, listening um, dominates the conversation. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I agree. And, I, and Tara, I found that, that when it comes to intelligent people, the number one thing that I see is they're great listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all uh, leaders need to to listen really well in order to to move forward in a way that works for everybody, right? Yeah, I could I couldn't agree more. And there was a wonderful study. I, I don't remember the source, but I sure remember the percentages. They okay. asked CEOs, mm-hmm. "How do you spend your day?" Okay, and the, the summary came out to this: ten percent of the day. Um, writing, okay, fifteen percent reading, thirty mm-hmm. percent speaking, but almost half, forty five percent listening. That's amazing, isn't it? And you know, it's we've amazing. All, we've all heard that expression that God gave us two ears and, and one, one mouth. mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. Yeah, we'll see if you yeah. like this uh, this addition to it. Okay. I never got in trouble with my ears. Oh, I do like the addition to that. Yes. And you know, that is a famous quote. I can't think about who said it at the moment. But yeah, the two ears and one mouth so we can listen more than we speak. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yes. I love so, that. So I think those things, you know, um, staying consistent with your attitude on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And and I also read once where listening is respect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I'm willing to really listen, and I've always used the the adverb aggressively, listen <laughs> aggressively. I like that. Yeah, that uh, you know that you're doing the best for the people whom you're serving. Absolutely. So now let's bring it into your acronym because you use the word attitude as an acronym for attitude, teamwork toughness, intelligence, thank you, determination and effort. So why don't you talk about that, what that means for our audience today and how it relates to leadership? Okay, thank you for doing all your homework too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got the word attitude standing for the A, standing for Mm -hmm. attitude. And I think a big point on attitude is that the leader, depending on his or her attitude, mm-hmm. can advance and enhance an organization. Or, mm-hmm. or the leader can detract from or even destroy an organization. Mm-hmm. And yeah. a couple of the examples I used, look at Hitler's attitude. Mm-hmm. He did, especially to the people of the Jewish faith. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine asked me to read the book Health or Skelter. Okay. And that book was written by the prosecuting attorney in the Charles Manson trials. Okay. And I couldn't believe that anyone could inculcate the attitude that Manson did on his quote unquote family. Then mm-hmm. on the other side of the coin, um, Winston Churchill, mm-hmm. when he had to give a big speech during the worst bombings of London during mm-hmm. World War II, I thought that he he did, the, I thought what he said was really the key to England's attitude. Okay, he, yeah. In that speech, he said three words, and he said them four times mm-hmm. in the middle of the speech. Never give in. Mm-hmm. And he certainly did that. And then yeah. in in baseball, in the 40s and 50s, we had a young black athlete named Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. He was the first black athlete to play in the, in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. And just his unbelievable attitude with all the racial slurs that, that he had to hear, mm-hmm. he certainly set the stage for the younger athletes in in the minor leagues to have mm-hmm. a chance to to get up to up to the big leagues. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tara, if I can finish with this one, um this this guy's wife, her attitude made a difference because he had to go before the judge and the judge said to him, Well I understand you stole a can of peaches. Okay. Your Honor, I did. He said, well, how many peaches were in that can? He said, six. He -hmm. said, all right, you got six nights in jail. And from the back of the courtroom, his wife jumped up and she said, your honor, he also stole the can of peas. (laughs) (laughs) So one person's attitude makes a difference. (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) All right. So what about teamwork? Well, I I like these quotes. See see if you like them. The first comes from a terrific football coach named Vince Lombardi. Mm -hmm. And he said this, individual commitment to a group cause is -hmm. what makes a team, a business, a church, or a country work. Okay. And John Wooden, another great coach, I think you'll like this one. With the hockey background in in Canada. Canada. Wooden said this, the main ingredient of a star is the rest of the team. Absolutely. There's no I in team, right? No, there isn't. And then he (laughs) used to say, it's it's, uh, amazing how much we can accomplish when nobody gets the credit. Mm -hmm. And finally, a friend of mine who was a terrific coach named El McGuire, a New York guy, so El said it in his New Yorkese, either we all go uptown together or mm-hmm. nobody goes uptown. Yes. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Teamwork, so important. It's, a, it's so important to work together for that goal or that end cause or whatever that is, right? Yeah. But Someone I, can help lead, but you got to work as a team. Oh, you have to, don't you? You have it, to. It, and as a leader, if you think you got all the answers, 
You don't. Check your oil. <laughs> yes, exactly. You do not have all the answers and you're not the only expert. So. <laughs> Very Thank good. You. Very good. All right. So the next T stands for toughness. What are your thoughts? Well, my first thoughts there are, if you're going to be a leader, I think I can say this definitively. Mm-hmm. I know one thing you're going to face. What's critics. That? Critics. Yeah. When you lead, lead, you know, they're going to be there. And I thought two examples on that. When Dr. Martin Luther King Mm -hmm. went into Birmingham, okay, Mm -hmm. he organized a nonviolent parade. Of course, he was thrown in in jail Mm -hmm. because parades in Birmingham in, in the 60s were illegal. Okay. So now while in 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 jail, all his critics came out, mm-hmm. you know, saying the problem isn't Birmingham, Dr. King. The problem is you. You're right. nothing but a rebel rouser. So that's mm-hmm. where he wrote his famous letter from the Birmingham jail. Mm-hmm. And I'm paraphrasing, but I love the way he started. Mm-hmm. I very seldom take the time to answer my critics because if I took the time, to answer my critics, that's all I'd have time for. Yes, <laughs> I like that too, yes. Yes, and Father <laughs> Theodore Hesper was the president of the very prestigious university, the University of Notre Dame. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he wrote an essay titled College Presidency Between a Rock and a Hard Place. Ah, nice title. <laughs> and I think we could say leader between a rock and a hard place. Yes. And here was the example he gave. He said, I was 26 years the president of Notre Dame. I tried my best to to do all I could for the faculty. Mm -hmm. Better salary, better benefits, better office space. Mm -hmm. And in 26 years, I got two thank yous. Wow. However, However, when I made decisions that faculty took umbrance with, I was inundated with <laughs> messages. Yes. So yeah. I think critics have to develop, you know, a toughness. Mm-hmm. And, and then I, in, in my presentations, I'll, I'll ask the audience, and I especially really appreciate this from the younger audiences. Mm-hmm. I'll ask them, think of your best teacher mm-hmm. or your best coach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Was he or she easy? No hands go up. Was he or she demanding and tough? All the hands go up. So, you know, sometimes you think the young people aren't as committed as old guys like me to their education. But uh, they all agree. Yeah. It's the teachers that demand the most from whom you, you learn. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking, the learning and the growth side of it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think of the best teacher I had uh, in college. He then later went on to be the president of the college, but mm-hmm. we had him for Shakespeare's comedies and histories. Okay. And I never worked as hard in any class I took as I did for him. Yeah. Because he was so tough. 
<laughs> my guy. I was going to do okay in that class. And, and ironically, here he was, the toughest classroom teacher I had. And they assigned a different teacher for the best writing of Shakespeare, for the tragedies. Okay. And, and even at college age, I felt bad about that. Uh-huh. I felt badly. I wanted him to teach me the best, yeah, the best okay. Okay. of Shakespeare. Well, let's move on to the I of your acronym, intelligence. What's that all, in all about? Yeah, see what you think of this one. Um, being, being older, I can say what I want now about education because I got three <laughs> in my year. And, you know, we have two exams that all high school students through the years had to take. One was called ACT and the mm-hmm. other was called the SAT. Mm-hmm. And the colleges used those exams to see, number one, would, would they admit you? Because mm-hmm. those yeah. exams are supposed to tell you if you're smart enough. Smart, yeah. Okay. And then number two, they would use them for scholarships, academic scholarships. Well, uh, okay. I, never, I never agreed on, the, on that. I never oh. And here's why. Those tests can't measure what's in a young person's heart. Mm-hmm, I agree. How badly do they want to study? How badly are they going to work mm-hmm. at their, you know, at their classes? So mm-hmm. I never, I never liked that. And now, in fact, there are some schools that are only using it as an advisory thing. Now, oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm, 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 that was the only thing I was ever right on in my <laughs> so here here's again see what you think mm-hmm. the two things that I have seen in the intelligent people whom I've been privileged to work with mm-hmm. number one like we already talked about they really have developed an ability to listen mm-hmm. yes yeah, and I was once in New York with arguably the best basketball coach in the history of college basketball, John mm-hmm. Wooden from UCLA. Okay. So we're at, at the dinner table, and John Wooden, the the best, is sitting at my left, and a high school coach is sitting on my right. Interesting. Now, if you would have been a fly on the wall, uh-huh. and if you thought speaking is more important than listening. You would have thought that the guy who was John Wooden was on my my left hand and the guy on my right hand, or vice versa. Mm -hmm. But the the high school coach was the top coach in the country and the other coach was the Mm. high school coach. Interesting. And the reason was that the high school coach at that dinner did most of the talking mm-hmm. and John Wooden, the best did the majority of the listening. The listening. Good and story. I, like this, I like this with my daughter, Colleen. You may have already heard this before. I hadn't, but I was so proud of her when she told me this. She's a, a lawyer who works in Chicago now works with some very big hedge funds. So okay. Colleen, every day when she opens her computer, this is what she sees. 
every day. I won't learn anything today by talking, but I will learn today by listening. Something she put on her screen, I take it. That's exactly right. Yes. A little yeah. reminder. Some people do that with sticky notes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, very yeah. good. Very good. Okay, so let's move on to the thank you. I know the you from attitude is based on the you piece of thank you. Mm-hmm. What, tell us more about why you chose thank you. In, uh, in the book, In Search of Excellence, a brilliant mm-hmm. book about American business. Okay. One of the main tenets of the book is that the top officers in companies, vice presidents, presidents, mm-hmm. CEOs, very seldom come down to the people who are making the company work. The right. secretaries, the truck drivers, yeah. the people work, working the assembly line and mm-hmm. say to them, thank you. Yes. Thank you for it's all your doing. Yes. And then there's uh, in the Ozarks in, in America, Mm-hmm. There was a place called Abundant Memories. Okay. I was on vacation with my five children. We had no idea what it, what it meant. Mm-hmm. But we were on vacation, so we said, let's go down there and see what this is. And and the fellow who met us was in bib overalls mm-hmm. uh, and and very non-distinguished. Okay. And he said, he said, I've been over 200,000 miles in America. Wow. And so what he had then, Tara, was about seven cabins. Okay. And and as he traveled, he picked up artifacts from different times in American history. Each cabin had different artifacts. So the American Revolution, uh, the, uh, the Civil War, World okay. the Depression. And then he would use the artifacts to explain the mores of the times. Wow. I, I'm saying all that to say this. I thought this was profound and I'll never forget it. He said, you know who built this country? He said it wasn't the wealth of America. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the the big banks. It mm-hmm. wasn't the politicians. The people who built this country were the nobodies. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, uh, I I look back on that and I think, well, in the eyes of the world, my father was a nobody. Mm-hmm. Okay. He only had a sixth grade education. Yeah. For a good yeah. reason. For mm-hmm. a good reason, he grew up in the Depression. Mm-hmm. And he was actually able to get some work to help his Pay parents, for any, yeah, that's right. Raised the seven yeah. children, and so I always thought that was important. My second part of thank you is how about thanking the people in your organization who get little or no recognition? Absolutely, thank the, thank the nobodies. Goes back to our, us talking about there's no I in team. So remember everybody when you something good happens with your company that it took everybody. Go out there, say thank you, send everybody a written thank you card, do something to show the gratitude and appreciation. Well, and I love yeah. this from Mark Twain. Don't let school interfere with your education. 
I like that. <laughs> now, my dad had a sixth grade education. I spent 34 years in higher ed. So mm-hmm. I worked with a lot of doctors, you know, and, and I still believe this. All the doctor, doctorates that I work with, mm-hmm. I still haven't met one that had more wisdom than my dad. Aww. Yeah, I, and I, I and I mean that sincerely. Yes, and and I'm sure there's a lot of people like that out there for sure. And maybe yeah. that brings us to the D of attitude, which is determination. What are your thoughts on that one? Well, I I think this. I don't think anything is ever accomplished unless you have a determined leader. Mm-hmm. And here's the second part: who has a strong FQ. Mm-hmm. And his F, her FQ is their failure quotient. Mm-hmm. Because I think so many things that turn out to be successful, if yes. you study them, they have failure. They've come from the, there. Yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But yeah. you had leaders who were determined and could bounce mm-hmm. back. Like uh, Pat Riley says, another famous coach. He says, success is getting up one more time yes. and you're knocked down. Yes. Yes. I, yes I, I always see failure is transformational. You know, you've got to listen to it. You've got to learn from it and you grow because of it. And yeah. it is so, so important. Absolutely. Yes. You so, know, Jared, it's exactly how we feel. And yeah. we feel this two things when you experience mm-hmm. the failure, just what you said, learn mm-hmm. from it. Yeah. And I think this is the hard part. Put it behind you. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's over. Move on. We, yeah, we can't change yeah. it. Nope. So let's move on. Can't change the past. You can only develop the future, right? <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what about the effort then that it takes to do all of that? That is the E in attitude. Well, that's the uh, the thing that I mentioned before. I really used to think the key to success was effort. Mm -hmm. But especially in athletics, I would see a lot of kids who could come in and give a great effort on Mm -hmm. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But for whatever reason, they couldn't reach down and get it on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I always thought that was the difference. How did Sandra Bullock was on the, the Jay Leno show? And how did she say that? She thanked him because she'd been on the show for 20 years. And she said she really appreciated the uh, the graciousness of mm-hmm. him. But she also appreciated the graciousness of his staff. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't think that Leno could have taught graciousness. Mm-hmm. But but I think it can't necessarily, like most things that are of value, be taught, but it can be caught. Oh, I like that. Yes. Yes, and 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 so Leno's staff caught his graciousness, mm-hmm. and they gave the same effort as he did. I like it. I like leading by example, right? No question. Yeah, that's awesome. 
and you know we we start the 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 book on on um two two premises mm-hmm. the first was exactly what you just said mm-hmm. in the 14th century and we and anyone um who's not of the christian faith could substitute for the word gospel okay but saint francis wrote this preach the gospel if mm-hmm. necessary use words mm-hmm. because you're what you the actions you do are going to far outweigh are they not the, the they word? absolutely are yes words and, are one thing but actions completely different and that's when we even talk about lead by example where you you know the the do as i say but not as i do it's exactly that and we want to do as i say and as i do when it comes to leading by maxims, example all those maxims are true now, yeah. see if you see if you like this one. It's a little different. Uh, Fortune 500 or Fortune mm-hmm. magazine, rather. In its 75th anniversary, they had um, they dedicated the whole magazine to one subject: decision makers. Ah, and yes. They, and they went out and interviewed military leaders, political leaders, education leaders, and business leaders. Mm-hmm. And because at the time I was leading those 300 plus athletes, I, I was really interested in what I could learn about decision making. Right. Yeah. And the best thing that I learned reading that magazine from cover to cover was three words. And they came from Jim Collins, the author of a great book in business titled uh, From Good to Great. Okay. And, and he said the most important words ever said by CEOs of companies in the last 25 years of American history, the most important three words were, I don't know. Mm. Now, I've worked for people who knew. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah. they knew everything. Everything. <laughs> yes. So when I say I worked with them, that's a misnomer. Nobody could work with them. They already had all the answers. Yes. And then I worked with leaders who weren't afraid to call in the principal people and say, look, I'm not sure where we go on this. So I want to pick all your brains and see if we can come to the best solution. And ironically, the ones who weren't afraid to say I know to me, were the strongest and the most secure leaders. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and I love brainstorming and getting a group of people together to to figure out that end thing. So if we put everything together that you have taught us today and about your acronym, what is that key takeaway that our leaders and our audience can take from this conversation? See what you think. I think two things. Okay. I love the expression, people don't care how much you know mm-hmm. until they know how much you care. Yeah, I like and that I, one. And I think the great leaders care about everybody in their organization. Mm-hmm. And nobody is not important. When I would walk the halls with our president, he knew the maintenance men by name. That's he knew awesome. the ladies that cleaned the dorm by name. Mm-hmm. You know, so they knew he cared. Yeah. So I think that's the number one thing. 
And I know this won't surprise you that the number two thing is listen aggressively. Yes. Be a a listener and show the people whom you're leading that you respect them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that they, they can be heard and that's always very, very important. Yes. Thank you. Shows that she cares and shows that she listens. Mm -hmm. I I think people will work hard for you. I think so too. Yeah. I shouldn't say for you. We'll work hard with with you. With you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing more information about your acronym ATTITUDE. If somebody would like to learn more about you or find you online, how can they go ahead and do that? Yeah, my email would, well, I'll give my email, may I? And then my Mm, website. Okay, my email is P as in Pat, Sully, S-U-L-L-Y, 100 at Comcast. And the website that we have is Coach Pat Sullivan. This is an easy one to remember. Coachpatsullivan.net. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for a great conversation today. It was wonderful to have you on the show. Tara, thank you for, for the opportunity to speak with you. And I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And thank you to our audience. We do hope that you enjoyed our conversation today. If you are a leader who knows that leadership grow grow through coaching, consulting, and having a community behind you are the way to move forward on your journey, please visit us at amplifyingleadership.ca, a twin life coaching and business services division. Until next time, please be safe and be an amazing leader or leader to be. Mm -hmm.